I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 15. My name is Steven Schultz and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone. With us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, sign up for his OnlyFans where you can find him 3D printing next to his oscillating fan. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> On program! Uh- <laughs> Just, What's up, man? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Just super busy like everybody. I mean, we're chatting all the time, all day long, and everybody's running 100 miles an hour. I'm having one of those weeks, but it's a good week. Getting a lot of stuff accomplished. What? Uh, how, how was your week? I, 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 meant, I saw you mentioned uh, you were on program. How you like yeah, it Andor? Man. Yeah. Oh, dude. We'll talk about that later on in the show, but man, that was so good. Yeah. Epic Star Wars. Um, no, it's good. Um, uh like right now, my wife just flew out of town, so I'm, I thought I was going to be by myself, but good news, my son's driving from the Bay Area tonight, so he, it'll just be me and the kiddo. We're going to go watch um, Wakanda Forever tomorrow, um, you know, just just kind of hang out. It'll be good. It'll be good. Just the boys. Boys night. How long is he in, he in town for? He's going to stay for three days. He's got to be back Sunday night, back to school on Monday, so right on. it'll be good. It'll be good, man. Yeah. Very cool. Making some stuff, which I'm excited to show you guys. I've been keep keeping on the on the DL, and I haven't shared anything, but I'm going to show you tonight. So it'll be cool. All right. Nice. Next, gracing me with his presence live in studio for the second week in a row. It's Ramey Shanaday. How are you, man? I'm I'm good. Yeah, two weeks in a row. So I will probably be back at my normally scheduled place next Wednesday. So I uh, cool. had had two weeks in a row where I needed to be in the office, and I can't make it from the office home in the time frame that I would need to get home in time to record. So I just come here instead and yeah. Well raid your refrigerator. Are you gonna are you gonna talk to your wife and say, can we make bunk beds? And then <laughs> <laughs> Well Ramey, I should give you some things that I have for Steven so the next time you come by. Or or do you go the back way? Save, do you go all the way? save on shipping. Uh yeah when I come uh <laughs> Well, honestly, I, yeah, I could stop by your place in the morning and then come this way on the way home or something like if that. If you yeah. do, so yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Just saying. I, I got... I'll be doing this at least once more before the end of the year. Okay. So oh. I had a pretty crazy week. Um, we were going to do, you know, ever since uh, ever since my dad passed, my we, we took on my mom as a new member of the household. And so we had this whole plan to like convert the garage into like a, an additional dwelling unit and we're going to have like construction guys like do it legit. And California has a, a Mother yeah, California has a housing shortage right now. So it's just automatically approved when you submit your documents yeah. to first for, for, for permits. Oh, wow. And then 
just like last second, literally last second before it was time to start booking hotels for the construction guys and start purchasing everything and all that stuff. You say that like I'm not one. I was one of the construction guys. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I have, my dad was a contract. I grew up on a construction site. I, I booking hotel for Ramey. Yeah. Right. uh, So then we were just like, well, let's go see what it would look like if we bought a house. And we went to this new development that's literally just like a mile away. And we got a humongous house for literally a couple hundred dollars more a month than what we pay here. Can't beat that. So. Oh, is that you did? We like, you, oh. you did that? Yeah. So we bought we bought the house. Congratulations. Oh, so we're, and they were like, how soon do you want to move in? And I was like, um, how's Thanksgiving sound? <laughs> and. <laughs> The wow. worst so, week ever to move. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're we're moving in. Uh, I think the second week of December. But it's close but, by. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's close. What? Congrats, um, dude. That's crazy. Wow. Thanks, man. man. Big deal. So, a big deal. So you're putting your your the house you're in now. You're putting that on the market. I guess obviously. Opendoor.com. The entire process, not only of selling my home, but buying the new home, seamless. It was like three days. From start to finish, that's of like it, it had to have been because you went yeah. from needing us to come help this Saturday and yeah. Sunday to oh we bought a house instead don't worry about it we, in like a few <laughs> days. So I, I just went on the website. I said I want to sell my house. They gave me um, they gave me like a preliminary offer, and then the the offer was pending like a thirty minute Zoom call where I gave him a house tour on my phone. What? what? Uh huh. And then and then like. Eight hours after that, they had increased the offer because of the way the house is in great condition. Right. And then we were like, okay, cool. Dang. Like, that's it. So they're buying your house and then they'll turn around and sell it, presumably. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah whatever. But, but we got a great deal. And with the market, the way it's going, which is like, um, I'm surprised that we got what we got. So take it yeah. and run, man. Very um, cool. But the good news is that when I go into the new house... I have a brand new room to make my office, my studio, my, my everything. So I'm already in design mode. We're going to get more <laughs> of this wallpaper, dude. I know. That's the one this thing you can't, not take cheap, with, man. you can't take it with you, dude. This wallpaper is so incredibly hard to find. Um, and I'm almost positive that Lucasfilm bought it all because their offices in San Francisco are, are like lying with that? this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like fuzzy. I want to. Pet it. Yeah. Remove the sheetrock. <laughs> Just remove the whole wall. <laughs> I, I might. I might. Um, That'd be so hard to do. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then what I'm really excited for is this new three car garage. Um, I'm going to epoxy the floors. I'm going to put like a dedicated print bay area for the printers, Compressors, new workshop table, all that stuff. Oh. Yeah. We, the weekly workbench is going to be so fun. Nice. What I do want to talk about, though, is he's the result if Loki and Luigi ate a chrome mushroom and then had a baby. It's John Rodriguez. Hey. <laughs> How are you, man? I, I'm still processing that. Luigi and Loki. Okay. <laughs> oh. I yeah. thought I had already sent you like a, a, a picture that somebody had done of that. <laughs> Yeah, but it was so yeah. I, I tried to block it out because it was so weird. <laughs> but yeah, you're not uh, weird, man. We love I'm you. Do- not me, but the image. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I'm doing well though. Uh, 
I'm trying not to say good so much, so using, <laughs> it, using other words. So you watch, I take it you've seen the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I'm doing. I'm great. Doing I'm splendid. Great. Yeah. Things are great. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastico. Amazing. Amazing. What's up, man? How was your week? Good. Uh, Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah! Gotcha. Damn! Ding. It's a, yeah, see, I didn't even notice. Oh yeah! Oh But yeah, my week was good. Um, just uh, hung out in my garage a lot. Did I say good again? Damn! See, did I? Did I not? Did I? I don't know. Anyway, you did, but we're letting it slide. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, things went well this week. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's it. Chilling. Uh, I I have stuff to stuff to talk to talk about, but not in this segment. So yeah, everything is great. Yeah. Well, next up, he's been on the road selling his merch and making that moolah live from Virginia Beach. It's Brian Cook. So one thing that we we talked about last week that we kind of teased at the end of the show to tune in this week because we'd be announcing promo thing that we got going on. So we got one more week of teasing guys, but it's a charity raffle that's going to be benefiting the national down syndrome society NDSS, and you will be able to win something very, very cool that will be sponsored by our new show sponsor frozen. Thank you, Frozen, for donating uh, some some very cool products like your new resins that you have available. And if you guys follow us on our Instagram, you will be able to get a 15% discount code for Frozen resin products. And I think it works on printers too, but I have to double check on that. Oh. Um, but they've got some really crazy resins. Um, my favorite one that they're promoting right now is the Onyx Impact Plus. And I know we've posted, reposted some of those videos that they've been uh, posting on Instagram, but man, it can hold like 24 pounds of like tensile strength. And they printed a hammer with it, right? They printed a hammer mm -hmm. and then hammered nails. Yeah. Stuff's and then, crazy strong. And then they printed just a flat piece of resin and took a sledgehammer beat to it. beat the crap out of it. Yeah. And it never broke. That's crazy. So I'm really excited to try that stuff out because I'm thinking if we can start printing uh, our costume pieces out of that, yeah. dude, we could, I mean, just a, a, like a like a knee pad or some gauntlets. gauntlets. You could actually bend down yes. and, and pose on your knee without yeah. breaking anything. That's or even more so, like blasters. Like, Drops. Yeah. Dropping like, them. Yeah, I could drop rain. all the blasters I want now. So. Yep. Um, so shout out to Frozen. Thank you very much for being a show sponsor, our first official show sponsor. Uh, we do want to thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to interact with us more, follow us at Dad Batch Pod on Instagram and check out our new merch on the dadbatch.com. Guys, let's get into this little thing right here. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it.
That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, guys, who is working on what? <laughs> uh, well, I'll start with I. I so we, we spoke about this a few episodes back, maybe two or three or four episodes back, where I couldn't figure out how to update the firmware on my Mars 2 Pro. Um, and it was just me kind of rushing through it and probably not having enough time to really, you know, like focus and pay attention on it. So uh, this past week, I said, you know, like I'm so done looking at that printer to sit there all all day. So I, I went back, I rewatched the video because it's just a video. The guy explains it to her like crystal clear, you know. So I, I downloaded the thing where where with the link and this and that, and I did the order, which I like, you know, like I'm like, oh, okay. The thing is, it tells you an order, and then you go and look at look at it on the machine, and it, it's like a little different. You have to like specifically like look very carefully at the thing whatever and it worked and it worked so now i have all three of my printers working yeah um so i was printing some stuff i printed Raimi some pieces for the thing he's going to be talking about and i also printed like the loki helmet that you might have seen already on instagram that kind of came and went and um (laughs) yeah yeah someone asked me for it and of course i obliged um but um i'm yeah i've been print i printed another liberator kit and i printed um and i printed this metroid helmet that turned out to be tiny so tiny um oh and i painted this thing uh for the youtubers it's the the hydra stomper or i repainted i guess you know it's the hydra stomper from uh marvel what if but i so i had this painted like metallic because i just because it just looks nice and it looked really nice but uh, I kept looking at it, and I was like, "It'd be." Let me see if I can match, try to match the paint job on the uh, from the show a little bit, and it kind of it came out pretty good. I'm happy with it, dude. So. It's sick. It's really cool. Yeah, the, the green. It. I mixed some greens, and, and and it worked out. The ratio is cool. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. Do you ever? Do you ever? Do you think you're going to go back and do FDM anything, or are you just stuck on resin? For I mean, it's on? not that I wouldn't. I just don't have an FDM printer anymore. I, I sold the. the I oh, had. No, I had the CR10. I sold it, and I think I like. I'm like, give me fifty more, and I'll throw in the other one. And it was like a smaller one, and because I because they're kind of they're not annoying to deal with, but it's like there's a lot going on with the resin one that that's already kind of hard. Not not hard, but you know, it's it's there's a lot of steps that you, you have to do. Like every time I pull a print off the Jupiter, now I'm like, all right, first I wipe down. The, the the top part of the bed because there's a bunch of resin there then I, I try to wipe off the bottom as much as I can then I pull the thing out you know there's like all these steps you got to do in order um so I'm like I, I just eliminated one of the, one of the uh things I, I use and if I haven't had anything to FDM print in a while so uh the resin yeah. printers are, are working out nicely um but yeah that's it for me you know I it's funny you say that, John, because I've I've actually been really thinking about that just recently because of the the house move. Mm-hmm. Like, do I still need to have four, well, three large FDM printers plus an extra large five hundred five hundred FDM printer plus the frozen Mega Eight K plus oh. the two other smaller resin printers? It's like I can see how it might look like overkill. Well, I, but, I would. I mean, I mean, are they are they all running? Are are, yeah. are, are they all running, doing something? No. no. Uh, not well, anymore. I would. I would suggest maybe yeah. downsizing the FDM if you've got three different ones that all do a, a certain thing that they can do themselves and cool and eliminate 
the excess. Well, see, I like 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 you. I love the fact that resin is just like the final product is basically, you know, almost what finished. You see is what you get. Yeah, yeah. it comes it's like out eighty percent finished. Yeah, but yeah, but good luck painting like an entire chest plate for a mud trooper with that. Wait. I mean, so that that's yeah. where where I'm at. Like like that's printing a R two D two dome in one piece. You can't do that on the right, but you no. can on an S five. The way so that's kind of where I'm at. I still have enough stuff that I need to print that's too big and, well, that, and not complicated. Like armor is typically not complicated, so you don't like filling it and cleaning it up. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though, like if if you find use in the 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 certain certain printers, certain FDM printers, like 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 Remy said, one can print a, a an R2 dome in one piece, and cool, hang on to that one. Yeah, because because it, it it does something for you. You but, think it? Do you guys think it's worth it to have like okay? Let's just say that. I was going to keep one FDM printer and I just kept the big one. The S5, you, if you, you'd have to keep that but one because it's so big. Right. But what if I only need to print something that's like tiny? Tiny? Doesn't then it print, it print that? Oh, there you go. Well, it can print that. But then I feel like um, heating up this giant bed <laughs> to just print one small little like. That's what it's for. It's it's a machine. So, yeah. Does its job. So I'll, I've got, I've got my. I've got a, you know, I've got an army of CR10s plus the S5, which is just a big <laughs> CR10. Um, but since I moved, I've only got one of those CR10s running, and I've been okay with it. Like I've got the S5, and I do that my big stuff on that. But you've been on resin like nonstop, just like John. John's been on nonstop. Resin. Uh, yeah, although and then and then although, like I mean, I pr- I printed Echo. I mean, I've got season two Echo printed. I just haven't been showing everybody. I, you know, the backpack and and all. So I'm sure when you got your mega 8k, you were going bananas printing all sorts of crazy stuff, right? <laughs> That's true. So that's true. It comes but, in waves. It comes in waves, right? But right well, I, yeah, I don't, don't The only reason that I went back to FDM is just because I printed an entire death watch set on the 8k. And like I dropped one of the uh, shoulder pieces and then it shattered. Right. Well, you need yeah. to, you, so you need that. I, which, that that uh what's it called frozen, that frozen, frozen, yeah, frozen. frozen. <laughs> well yeah so, so i threw my hands up and i and that's when i that's when i was like all right for sure there's still a use for fdm yeah but with Not these new with these new res yeah with these new resins coming out i tell you what though yeah. don't get rid of the fdm because resin's still heavier right it's still heavier yep, yep, yep. So, and ounces turned yeah. to pounds so imagine a full body of resin armor and I mean, stepping on the scale versus FDM armor and stepping on the scale, it's a big yeah. difference. As Don't Brian would it. say, yeah, I would do it, absolutely. But uh, uh, as Brian would say, it's it's hard to be cool. Sometimes you yeah. got to deal with the weight. Yeah, like, I mean, I printed I printed all those pieces, that E11 on FDM, because I didn't want the final product to be something that would get dropped, because blasters get dropped, and it would just right. explode. Yeah. So... <laughs> I almost, I think, I feel, I feel like I hit you up. I feel like I, I slept on it when you were printing that Loki helmet because, Me? um, no, oh, yeah, came out of nowhere. Because no, I was, I was going to ask you if I could buy it off you. <laughs> uh-huh. well, so the thing behind. I mean, me printing these helmets that are like because I did the other Loki, I did a couple Lokis recently, and it's because I didn't like now that I have this Jupiter printer, it's able to to do a lot more 
things that I want to print in resin that I couldn't necessarily yeah. print. I never got a, a successful, those horns never, never was able to print them in FDM because they, they kept toppling over. Cause it's such a weird shape There's, in the resin, yeah. resin printer. First try, boom. And they're perfect. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. John, do you have a, do you have a list that you do like, Oh, I want to do this now. I want to do this now. Like, like well, if you get an idea, do you just, and you don't have time, do you write it down? And then well, you have this list and you're well, like, oh, I want to do this one. Not really. I just have my, cause I have a uh, certain 3d models in, in my computer and I'll just look down the list sometimes and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, like Loki, oh, okay. for example, I'm like, Oh, I wanted to do this. Now I want to do another one. That's a little bigger. Cause the one I just uh, did was uh, tiny. It didn't fit me well. But uh, yeah, I'll just go down. That's the list. interesting. I don't. I don't collect STLs. I mean, I, I I wait for the idea and then I go get the STL. But you kind of look for the files. No, and well, just, oh, that one's cool. That one's it, cool. It's something. No, 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 no. It, it, it's something I wanted to print and and it I couldn't print it because I had an FDM printer that that I personally was not well enough to to figure it out. But now that I have the resin printer, I'm I'm, I'm going back on these older models and I'm like, oh wow, I can print this now. You know, that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Out of, out of all of us, I think you probably print the most non Star Wars stuff. Mm. How do you decide like what to print? Well, because there, there'll be things that I, I either wanted to print or something, you know, like like the Loki helmets. I'm like, oh, the classic Loki. I, I really like the classic Loki helmet for whatever reason. I I printed the the regular Loki thing once, and I I just like props in general you know i'm, I'm like a uh, luthan but in in the real world where i'm kind of just like well here's this here's this thing from lord of the rings and here's this thing from peacemaker and here's this thing from loki and you know it's like it's just something i like to do so like weapons and props usually but um yeah you know do you like, still have, do you still have your sigil hilt yeah it's in front of me it's right here uh, i'm not hey, selling hey, i'm not selling this hey, I, I i really i really like it don't cut yourself don't cut yourself <laughs> But uh, but I got like a, look, say, a metal Loki a dagger. Sorry. Yeah, I guess it is a key. But uh, but yeah yeah, it's just you know stuff stuff looks cool and like I want to do that Leviathan axe that's in um, God of War because it looks so cool. That's just me. All right, I'm done. Next. All right, let me show you. Um, I talked about it last week, and um, I'll get to it. But before I get to my really cool thing that I want to show you. I got the Glowforge running. Oops. And um, I haven't used the Glowforge really for anything um, non-costume. So this is the first time kind of taking a stab at like little Christmas ornaments and things oh, like dope. that. So it's kind of cool. So, you know, it's a, those that, that are listening, it's a TK bucket, um, just some clear acrylic. But I have this amazing Glowforge laser engraver cutter and I don't use it. And so I need to start just printing things and cutting things and whatnot. Um, it looks really good. Got these little E11 blasters because my wife makes jewelry sometimes. So I'm going to make these little pew pew earrings, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Sweet. Um, little things like that. Use the Frozen. Made a bunch of Republic credits. Little stuff. Just just testing out the Frozen. Um, made made some tech glasses. These will probably be you know, maybe put in the Comtano. Uh, these are actual wearable. <laughs> you can wear these. <laughs> Did you? Did you uh, I can't remember. <laughs> he did. I'll have yeah. to. I'll have to edit that. <laughs> what I say? Yeah, you, you caught that. Over it. Yeah. So what I say? I look at each other. You said something gross. Just... I'm, I'm going to type it into our. Uh, <laughs> what I say? This is what you said. <laughs> You're going to type it in. I'm just going to leave. Actually, I'm not going to edit it now. I'm going to leave it in. I didn't say that. <laughs> you, 
Yes, you did. I absolutely did. You did. No, you said it. Now people will have to listen to get the. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Moving on. It so, goes downhill but even more. Those are, those are right, we, need to, we need to open up a Patreon so people can see this private oh chat. Oh my god. Oh, this is much. <laughs> Guys. Come on. All but right. those glasses look fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. But the thing that I'm really excited about, I mentioned last week, um, visited uh, Trooper Bay, got some B-grade uh, TK parts, and I mentioned I was going to try to attempt Matt Rendar's art, right? So Let's see it. Why don't you share this drum, stuff with us? Drum roll. This guy. What? Wow. Oh, Look at that. Dude. Okay, audio listeners, you gotta oh, see the video yeah. on this one. So, so uh, Joe is showing us his insane uh, stormtrooper that's basically uh, dressed as a modern military style uh, helmet, where it's got like night vision on top, and it's got the the the, the ear protection on the on the, Dude, on the yeah, ears. Yeah, the, the can't the the radio and, cans. Yeah, and it's got the uh, I guess Vietnam style like uh, shark mouth on the sides. And I, I'm blown away, dude. I, I that that looks amazing. The, the picture you sent us in the group chat, and then yeah, that it's looks that. identical. It's so yeah. good. Can you make that me was... one? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I probably could, maybe. I want dude. one. That's rad. That's yeah, insane. So I um, I I sent I sent this picture to Mike from Trooper Bay yesterday. He hasn't responded because he's not always on social media. Um, but I wanted to say thanks, man. Your B grades are, are been put to good use. And then I sent this to Matt Rendar, and he's like stoked. So we're gonna post it on on Friday because oh, the word. reason why why I made this was Veterans Day is on Friday. Nice. Oh. And um, dude, can you post some photos? Show it to, in the group chat because I I, I want to see that thing up close. The chat's what's a little the, fuzzy. What's the card? Is that a card that's on the right side the of the head? The uh, card. It's it's patches. Patch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, and then these are my old Peltors that I wore in um, in Afghanistan. Actually, these things uh, they cancel the no- outside noise, anything over decibels, whatever. And then I took out the mic, but um, but yeah, that's cool. So, dude, I was working nonstop on this thing, Amazing. and you know TKs are kind of a pain. But yep. the ear, the ear caps, I basically cut the ear cap in half to put. The I was going to ask, yep. yep. So you yeah. didn't have to worry about the extra piece up above. Yeah, I basically <sighs> nice. just cut that off. But, um, but yeah, it's fun. Smart. Fun project, man. And this is a this is going to be obviously a display piece. But I think I might um, I'll show you the photos that I took because I actually uh, put no, on some of my other can't. kit. It, you got you got to build the whole thing now. Well, well, I have I have well, the kit that I already have. The whole thing is just the helmet I'll, plus military gear. I'll, I'll show you the photos, um, but you'll see like I put on my camo pants and you know I had my E11 and and all this. Yeah, nice, nice. That that's what I've been up to. Nice, yay. What about you? Wow. Amazing. You killed it, dude. That was a fun build. Dude, you didn't even that show was... us. I know, dude. It was a, I wanted it to be a surprise. What a guy. That was a weekly workbench mic drop. I can't, yeah. yeah. How do you go how do you go after that? That was so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I showed you a little, you know, credits, Republic credits and whatever. <laughs> the frozen's good, man. I'm telling you. I really like the frozen. It's kind of um thicker. Um the, No, the yeah. But, but well, I like it. I, I noticed that the, the kind I got, I used the water washable black, black. And um, it was way less viscous than the Elegoo 
water washable. Like the Elego water washable was super thick, you know, and like like when I mixed them, like one sunk to the bottom and the other one kept floating on top. Even when I tried, and, and the one thing I really liked about the frozen, because um, a lot of the time with the Elego, uh, a lot of the resin will stay on top of the print uh, bed on the top side, you know, just it'll just pull up a bit. And I noticed with the frozen, it, it's so non-viscous that it just slides right off. So most of the the wiping I had, because I usually wipe it all down, whatever, it was just not much at all. Um, and I really liked that. Also, when I emptied it, it was very easy to, um, you know, oh, my goodness. Is that a, oh, look at that bulldog. Oh, my goodness. People in the video. There's, oh, no. He's probably going to puke on me. Oh, no. That's his name, Joe. His name's Rudy, but he's thrown up like three times today, man. There's something wrong with him. Oh, Rudy. Oh, oh buddy. How old is he? Dude, he's freaking eight years old. Dude, he's freaking 60 pounds. This boy's heavy. He's a big boy, and he's a, he's a, he's a good yeah, boy. Yeah, he, he, he came into my room. I thought he was going to Ralph. Oh, buddy. He thought he was going to Ralph. Sorry. Wow. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, you got time. Don't worry. Yeah, I, 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 I liked the viscosity of the... Uh, of the frozen just because it was less cleanup yeah, and it, it was, you know, it seemed a little easier to work with. I'm interested to see what, when, when we finally get to talk to Brian, how he likes his resin. Cause he got the frozen speed, which is their new, one of their newest ones. It, it's, it's even thinner than the one that you got. John. Oh, really? So you can go like super fast on, on the lift speeds and, and all that stuff. So hmm. interesting. It's crazy. I mean, there's just like they have so many different resins available, and they part they partnered with like Loct- Loctite. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I'm saw the Loctite. Like, what? Yeah, some of them say Loctite on the bottom. Yeah, crazy. And I noticed the blue uh, stuff that we put on on bolts. Yeah, that company. They huh. that's who that, that's who they partnered with for their Onyx Onyx line. Oh wow! So I got the frozen um, the ABS like resin. So, and that's what this, I know for our listeners, we've been, John and I've been talking about these uh, Inquisitor masks. I know we talked about it last week. That thing is sick. This is, this is a, uh, this is my final print of the the main mask. Of course, I've got it on my face. Um, But this, so this was printed in two pieces with the frozen uh, ABS-like resin. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice and there's like a little bit of give. I I don't really want to try it, but I feel like if I drop this, it would probably not explode which is like good maybe bounce yeah Dude, that, uh, so there's, there's a little bit of give to it i was gonna say that's one thing uh that i'll also speak of of the frozen i use the water washable stuff which is not meant to be dropped or it's not abs like or anything like that as far as i know and it I, I dropped it from from about four feet up on to oh, asphalt shoot. yeah and nothing happened to it nothing so wow. I just want to even a, not even a little. Just, crack, I mean, just, just no, no cracks, nothing. Just a little bit, like a couple of teeth indents, you know, from, from the, the the rough asphalt. Nothing else. Nothing. Yeah, it, it was Whoa. super easy to sand out. Insane. It was super durable. Just wanted to add that. Nice. Yeah, I'm impressed with the frozen stuff. I uh, so I I've recorded it. I'm still in the process of editing it, editing it, which gives me great respect for the work that Stephen puts into the editing this hot mess of a podcast that we create every week especially <laughs> um, when you say inappropriate I, things like me yeah so i i got i had mentioned i got the crossfire props um mark ii all metal vibroblade 
and I did like an unboxing and one day build. So I've, I filmed like the entire process of getting it right, like unpackaging it and then getting it completely laid out, assembled, painted everything end to end. So I'm going to get that edited as quick as I can. I'm about half done with the editing on it. Um, trying to make it not ridiculously long because my first cut was two hours, which is not, not good. Um, so as soon as we get that, uh, done, we'll get that up on the YouTube channel. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. In the news this week, um, God, I got kind of a long list here. The first item up. So StarWarsCelebration.com uh, has live now for all of the fan application stuff. So if you want to be, if you've got props that you want to bring, um, they've got the cosplay competition, the fan panels, fan tables. All of those items are up for applications now. The one that uh, we are selfishly interested in ourselves is the Holonet News uh, stage. So they are putting together an entire stage for called Holonet News. And what that really is, is a new branding around the podcast stage. The uh, The Dad Batch has successfully submitted our application for, for this, so we are, you're hearing it for here first, folks. We have uh, applied to be doing a live show at Celebration, so fingers crossed. We're, we're eagerly waiting our denial letter, but in the meantime, we're going to be uh, optimistic <laughs> that, that that will that will uh, pan out and we'll get a chance to do this show live in front of anybody that's crazy enough to want to watch us do it. Hey, so never know. Next up on the line, a little bit of Bad Batch news. We've got... Disney, uh, shopdisney.com has a new item up for sale. So it's the Star Wars, the Bad Batch light-up gauntlet. For $30, it's like a little toy gauntlet, sort of like the Boba Fett gauntlets or, or ones that I've seen that, that you can get. It's got, there's a knife that, that can be pulled out, uh, you know, a la Hunter. There is a version that's got some of like, almost looks like text gadgets that have like, there's like a little hand or a claw and some knobs and dials. So this thing looks pretty cool. It looks like there's some good play value for kids. So uh, anybody that's interested in this kind of thing, uh, check out shopdisney.com. Mine's on order. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. So live unboxing Dang. next week. Already? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so uh, Twitter account Convor Call uh, did a live stream with, uh, with Kevin Kiner. So got a lot of uh, little tidbits out of out of uh, kind of on on Bad Batch season two stuff. So nothing that gives anything away. Uh, general tone. The the it was interesting because the word sad came up a lot in the responses. So, um, but but they're done filming or they're done doing the recording for Bad Batch season two. They they did that when. Uh, they had already done the finale when they were starting on Tales of the Jedi. So this is all in the can already. We've got uh, that the, they said that they took an interesting approach that there's some twists and turns in, in the uh, episodes that, that they were not expecting to see. Um, they, they said that the score for the bad batch season two, um, they say with one word, but then gave us three uh, it's eclectic, epic and sad. Again, the word sad shows up a lot. So wildly different episodes. Um, one one of the quotes is, uh, "You're gonna have to beat me out." But it says, "Oh, you know, holy, shit, they're doing what? What?" And so just some of the stuff that they've got were surprises, even to folks that were a little more in the know. Interesting to see how that pans out. I don't like the word "sad." 
Yeah, I so the coupled mm. the coupled with the word eclectic and uh, some of the surprises that they've got, I just think that they're pro. I mean, to me, that sounds like they're getting pretty bold with some of what they're going to do. Um, Who's you know. dying? <laughs> well, I I think oh, and it sounds like there's a lot of focus around Cody, and I, I think some of the sadness might be around that. I almost wonder if, and I had talked about this last week when we were doing the Tales of the Jedi review, but you know, I was I was talking about like oh, Clone Wars season eight, which is essentially Bad Batch, right? They just don't call call it the Clone Wars anymore because the Clone Wars are over. I right. wonder I wonder if they're going to start using the Bad Batch TV series as a vehicle to explore what happens to the clones that we've like grown to know and love. It, yeah. you know, it kind of sounds like that might be the case. Yeah. So it makes sense, I, right? We know, we've seen, we've seen Cody. It's it, based on this. Like, well, uh, like it sounds se- like we're season gonna... one, season one was like Rex. Sure. Right. And then season two could be Cody. What happens to him? We know Wolf and Gregor survive. Right. Uh, okay, so moving on to some streaming news. We've got uh, an, an announcement on some of the season two directors, episodic directors for Andor. Uh, sounds like each of these directors is getting their own arc. We've got three names, so that accounts for nine episodes out of the 12. So that's the bulk of the, the season. So we've got Ariel Kleeman, uh, Janice Metz, and Alonzo Ruiz Palacios. I might have actually said those all right. So uh, those are names that have been uh, attached to episodic arcs for season two. And it sounds like they'll be doing kind of following the same pattern that we saw with season one with the the episodic arcs that we've talked about. I would imagine that Tony Gilroy is going to reserve probably the finale for himself. Yeah. And that's, there's, you know, obviously there's that name missing from the list. And we know that there's at least one more arc attached to season two. That makes total sense. Interesting enough, some other streaming news. Uh, Disney's Tales of the Jedi debuted at number two on the most in-demand new shows list chart. Um, actually pushed Andor out. Um, I did so. What I saw, I didn't actually say what was number one. Um, so sorry for that. But but it was just interesting to note that that Tales of the Jedi debuted and instantly pushed Andor down a notch. Let's see. Uh, Andor season two officially starts filming on November twenty-first. So we've got a, a filming start date. I do know that they'd been doing. Um, pre-production work already uh, when we saw the premiere in Hollywood they had mentioned that they were already doing pre-production work and so some of the cast couldn't even be there because they were getting ready for stuff got some details on uh, what uh, we should expect to see Moff Gideon doing during uh, Mandalorian season three um, it really was it was details around his costume there's definitely some some new new armor supposedly we're going to see Moff Gideon wearing a helmet with horns on it. Very similar to what we saw with the Darth Maul Mandos in the, the animation. So that was the big detail that I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, could be rumor, could be true, but uh, but some of this was kind of attached back to Giancarlo Esposito's Esposito. stuff that he's actually even mentioned. The, the helmet's supposedly bigger than we're used to seeing, so you know, a little oversized, um, but... It's got a full full upgrade and very black and red in its Ooh. in its artwork and its design. Very mall. Yeah. So I can't imagine if we would we know Maul's not around anymore in that point in the timeline. I think or we've seen Maul die however many times, right? So who knows? I mean, according to the Obi Wan Kenobi series, uh what is it? Rage is a powerful Yeah. Uh about I don't know. 
I forgot. Motivator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, motivation. Um, okay, so last little bit of streaming news. We've got a cast list announced for Acolyte. Um, names that we already knew were attached to the show, uh, Amanda Stenberg and Lee Jung Jae. Uh, those, those names have been around for a while now. And, and again, for anyone that, that remembers The Hunger Games, Amanda Stenberg was uh, Rue. Uh, from in the original Hunger Games film. so, But now we've got some additional names, uh, the last of which is the one that's piqued my interest the most. So, But I'll go through them in order. So we've got uh, Manny Jacinto, Daphne Keene, Jodie Turner-Smith, Rebecca Henderson, uh, Charlie Barnett, Dean Charles Chapman, and the last name, Carrie Ann Moss. Bam! <laughs> you know that's just a ploy, right? It's not really her that's in the that got casted. Really? Yeah. I mean, her photos on the official Star Wars website. It's oh, really it's fake. Keanu. It's it's oh. going to be Keanu. So, so that's what I was going to joke about and say, like, so does do we expect to see Keanu being, you know, in everybody's favorite fan I mean, casting as as Revan? He would be a great Revan. I mean, that'd be cool. That would be a little too on the nose if they had the two of them together. And I though I feel like that the other cool. chosen one. Okay, so uh, some film news. Uh, and of course, Crosshair's not here to hear it, but he always wants film news in here. I've got some for him. Uh, so this one's interesting. Sean Levy is in early talks to direct a Star Wars film once he's done with Deadpool 3. He does have some other projects on his plate. He's got to get the last season episode, or, uh, Stranger Things out the door. He's got to get Deadpool 3 done, but he is in conversations to direct a film. So we're going to get Ryan, Ryan Reynolds now? And, <laughs> hey. And, uh, yeah, in the Star Dude, Wars so, so Andor gives us the, the dramatic... Um, tension, and then we're gonna get the comedic the fourth wall break um, action. You know, action. Yeah, comedic action. Uh, yeah, give him one solo. Could be interesting. Solo two. Yeah, definitely no word on what what it is that he would be working on. In uh, in oddly related, but maybe not news. Uh, so, and I, I feel bad about this. So, uh, J D Dillard reveals that his Star Wars project is actually no longer happening. Now, I don't know that I actually remember him ever being officially attached to anything, but I guess this was something that had been talked about um, in early 2020. And of course a lot happened in 2020. So it's easy to see why we might've overlooked overlooked this. And we were more obviously keeping track of the news for the purposes of the show at the time. But um, so he's said that he's no longer working on anything for star Wars. So no clue if it's the same thing that what her levy is doing, but ax forgets. And uh, that's it for the news. Awesome. Thank you for that, Remy. That was the best news ever. Quite jam-packed. The X forgets. George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times I've seen him, uh, you know, after we've been making things uh, without him, is remember to make these stories hopeful. Remember to give that to kids, because they really need it. All right, guys, we've been putting this off for quite long enough. We are going to do our Andor episode review, episodes 8 through 10, the Narkina 5 arc. There was three episodes in this arc. Uh, Episode 8 was Narkina 5. Episode 9 was Nobody's Listening. And episode 10 is One Way Out. Spoiler alert for that last one, right? Yeah, we're, I mean... We're in full spoiler territory here. If you haven't seen it, go watch it now or skip skip forward a, a few minutes. But we're going to dive deep into this one because this arc, I think, mm. was just, oh, it was so good. Peak 
peak Tony Gilroy, peak uh, Andor. So good. What did you guys think? I heart Deidre. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. That's our that's our review. Uh, okay, Cyril. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so, oh, okay. dude. That was a that was some right. some some tension, but a different kind of tension there. He, he's right? like serial killer weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like so, attractive or, or or sexy or anything. Like that. He's like creepy AF. I mean, he like stares at her the way he he's the like, way he stares at his cocoa puffs. And you know what's crazy is okay. So Cyril, he's done this whole like police rent a cop thing, and he was good, like he says in the episode he was good at his job. I think he underestimates how good at his job he was because he's successfully stalked one of the best ISB agents up, unbeknownst up, to her up and coming. Right? right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean like the fact that he can just totally surprise her, I think that that says a lot. He's on the, uh, the side of crazy, you know what I mean? Like, like focused, um, but, a little, a little too much, right? Cra- like crazy, does crazy actions. Like I'm, I'm expecting him, like when as soon as he's done talking to her, to go to his room and put on lipstick and just do some weird stuff. You know? <laughs> like, ah, uh, come on. You know on. what I mean? Like he's pure. He's, he's just trying to get, oh. get the job done and and like, be the man for the job. You know, like he wants to be the, the galaxy's best. beautiful. John, he says everything's beautiful. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 yeah, he, he's when he's talking about the beauty of it, it's beautiful. He's not talking about Deidre. He's talking about the vision. The yeah. vision of like having slaughtering people. Power. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 He knows he could do a lot if he were in the right position. And he's trying to prove it to one person. And, you know, they're both trying to work their way so, up back, I guess. Right. So let's talk about let's talk about Deidre for a minute. So mm-hmm. in Narkina 5, episode eight, she's presenting to the um, to the ISB council there. And she's kind of like petitioning her um theory or her thesis that there is a there is an organized rebellion forming and when they kind of ask her like well you know if it's organized who's organizing it and she comes up with the name axis yeah and i mean as far as her thesis goes she's hitting everything on the head i think she's smart she's she has to make some assumptions but the assumptions are smart assumptions right she's not just wildly guessing hoping she's basing it off of evidence that she's having to pry to get access to right like there's some things that she didn't have access to in the very very beginning but she's wedging herself in areas that she she didn't originally have access to and now she's getting it and um and she's she's able to puzzle things together and then her assistant what's what's her assistant's name he's actually really good he's helping her kind of get a get a bigger picture in areas that she might be missing as well. So those two are tag teaming together and um, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty on it. So my question is is so they she's got a theory on who this uh, Axis is. So is it is it is Axis Luthen or is it Mon Mothma or is it the combination of what the two of them are doing together? Is it really is Axis just really what they're building? She doesn't necessarily realize that it's maybe as organized as it actually is with multiple people behind the scenes. She's trying to point back to one ringleader, but the reality is, is there's, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's an axis on one end. Yeah. You've got Mon Mothma funding things and sort of pointing things in the right direction. But, and then you've got Luthen that's a little more of the, the execution arm taking advantage of the funding. 
it's funny because it's like, you know, an actual axis is also very similar to a fulcrum. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way that the way that they're just they choose these words. So so uh, it would be cool to see them drop that name at some point yeah. before the end of at least before the end of season two. So Deidre, not only does she get full approval to do everything she wants, the first thing she does is she goes to Andor's home planet and then she captures Bix. Oh, and, and then she interrogates Bix. Dr. Gorst. Gorst Ooh. is just bad. I he wanted enjoys to enjoys like, what he does. I wanted to like kick my TV when, <laughs> when that guy was on. I was like, come on, man. So something that, that, uh, that I thought was interesting when that, when that scene came out, when he's about to torture Bix and I'm watching this with my wife. So that's kind of our routine in the morning. We wake up early in the morning. It's the first thing we do, take the dog out and then we turn on and we watch. Now my wife, she's, um, she, she's into music. That's her degree. It's in music. It's in our house. She teaches us as we do, do. And so when Gore starts describing the sound of, you know, um, what is it? A, a, a chorus of screaming and then, and then playing out the, what sounds like, like children. And so we're, we're in our mind, we're expecting something horrific. Right. And as soon as they put these, these headphones on, on her head, complete silence. And so it's, it's, it's like reading a book where it gives you just enough and then, and then it, it pulls on the reader's imagination to fill the gaps, which is usually super horrific. They were able to pull that off here by you imagining what the sound is and just seeing Bix's face and reaction and just screaming like she's in pain. Oh my gosh. It, that was incredible. I, I, yeah, I, the, the, this show is so good. And that's just a small example of why this show is so good. They left it completely silent. The way they zoomed in on her eyes oh, and man. you just see the pain coming through. Yeah, you could see her breaking. Yeah. And yet you don't even hear what's going on. She, you, you know, you're left to wonder what she's hearing. And then they wove it into the next scene where they're, where they're drilling um, at, at, the, at the jail. And, and it's a screaming drilling sound. So it kind of gives a hint. But it, it's but almost it's, still up. It, it's almost like an allegory that the sound is drilling her ears, her brain, oh, brain. You know? Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Um, Doctor Gorst is the worst. It's it it's funny that you mentioned that about your wife, Joe, because I feel like uh, the the episode nine, nobody's listening. I feel like the whole episode played with the sound theme, the audio theme. Oh, interesting. Because you know the 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 opening scene of that of that episode was Mon Mothma in the Senate. And I had to turn it up. I had to turn it up the volume on my, on my TV because Mon Mothma was getting, her voice was getting drowned by the ambient noise. No, Cause nobody's paying attention. Nobody's paying attention to her. Nobody's listening. Those are, there's a few, but most people were like turning off their, their little floating disc thing. That's like right. comms or whatever. Yeah. They're booing and yelling insults. So it's funny because I was like, um, I, I was just wondering if anybody caught that, and and I mean, there you go. You, I love you, that. No, just, that's you caught the drilling sound, and yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great. That's, that's a good connection. I, I didn't piece it together that clearly, but I, I didn't either. It, now that you say it, it's great. So, um, so speaking of the drilling, so we we were introduced to Narkina Five. This is the Empire's kind of like forced labor camp uh facility um it's the same place that they put everybody in at the end of um 
Captain America Civil War, right? It's the same. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's where they're at, right? Yeah. Without the work, though, without the work, they're just sleeping in, right? In the Marvel so, movies. Spo- spoiler alert: Steve Rogers breaks them all out. Okay, and yeah, <laughs> they become the Secret Avengers. Uh, so Narkina Five. Um, they none of the inmates are allowed to wear shoes, so their their bare feet has to touch the floor because it's going to get electrified, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all of these prisoners are there to build something, so I don't think it's just hard labor, you know, picking away at a at a rock. They're they're building like actual things that they need a lot of. But whatever it is, it's the same thing over and over again. Do we ever get an idea of what it is they're building? No. My head cannon, they're building something for adats, but I don't I have no reason to think that. So if we look at the timeline, they are five years before Rogue One. And in Rogue One, the Death Star was built except for the super laser. Right? Because we see the super laser getting lowered into place. Maybe. And and these things that they're building, they're they're three spokes, but they're kind of like a concave shape. They, they look like connectors to me, like connectors to a frame. Right. I, I wonder if these guys are actually building the dish. Oh, interesting. The dish, possibly. Hmm. Or connectors or like to a, the, or the like desktop. A Lego, like a, a Lego connector for the dish yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's three spokes there. I mean, I know TIE fighters have six sides on the wings, but maybe that three spoke thing fits somewhere in the TIE. I'm looking around. You don't have a TIE. It's I just thought specific, it was. Yeah. I, ironic I, I thought it would be like poetic or ironic that they would they would be building their own demise it'd be cool if we do find out at some point what that thing is that they're making also on narkina 5 we're introduced to surprise guest cameo andy circus as kino loy and he's kind of like the the head prisoner uh who's in charge of everybody loved it he's awesome i mean you got snoke and the- um <laughs> it was sad at the end i think because yeah. that was like we <laughs> they made him risk it all for for that and he was yeah. like he's like oh i can't and it was like what this dude like you better jump boy did he not think about that he didn't think like, it through i guess the or, entire or, time or maybe he knew the whole time because he says i'm gonna assume i'm already dead and the rest of, you yeah know, he says that so he might have already you know he might have had the vision for that one, but I just I think that out of all the cameos in Star Wars, he's probably had the most heartbreaking arc. He's such a good actor, dude. That, that he he, that's the thing. Yeah, he's such a good actor. It's yeah. like it, it 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 bleeds through. Uh, you know, his eyes speak with. I tell you, know, you what, though, yeah. he, he was great. But Luthen's little spiel that he did at the end was with the, the best. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah, he's but, talking but, to that informant dude. Mm-hmm. The informant's like, I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. He's like, Oh, you're a father now? Every time every time Luthen talks, I'm on the edge of my seat. What have you sacrificed? Then he goes into this long spiel that oh man, it's just it's poetic. It's it's yeah. so good. Speaking of Luthen, so we find out in episode nine that Vel is revealed as the cousin of Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and she really is that little spoiled little rich girl that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys think that she's the the bridge between Luthen and and Mon, or is she kind of like is she just a, a byproduct of it? 
I think she's more of a byproduct. Like, like since Mon Mothma through association, yeah. And so she's like, well, my cousin is also, you know, wants to spend her her assets, uh, you know, toward the cause or whatever. And she probably you know does what she can. But that's crazy. But it's interesting. Yeah. But she doesn't want to tell Mon Mothma what they're doing. Well, Mon asks her like, "What? What are you well, doing?" It's better She's to. Like, it's, it's better, better not to say it that way. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yeah, they can't interrogate her for it. How, what did? What does she do? I I literally don't know. You know, ignorance is bliss. It's safer that way for sure. So the episode ten, one way out, we see the the eventual prison break that we all knew was coming. Um, at the very end of episode nine, we see Olaf. He just succumbs to a stroke, a massive stroke. The medical officer just puts him out of his misery, injects him, and, and we see Olaf die. And that just sets off Kino Loy. He finally answers. He gives Andor the answer of how many guards there are. And we just realize that this is time. It's it's one way out as the, as the episode is titled. Because he wasn't on board before that. Kino was kind of like just shut up and and you know stand program you know like just do your work. Well, they all they all assume they're going to get out and and dude the, the empire is out. so evil, right? I mean, just by putting the counter, like wh- whoever devised their prison, and the fact that they're going to get shocked, the fact that they feed from a tube. I mean, they're they're treating <laughs> them like animals. They, they don't even treat them like human beings at all. And it's false hope because they tell them like, oh, you're be- you're being freed, hope. and they just move them to another floor. Yeah, so they had the guy. They had the guy from level four complete his sentence, get released, and then just gets put right just back. Into accidentally level two. put in the same yeah. prison. He's supposed to go to a different prison, but they accidentally put him in that prison, which is what caused all the chaos. Oh, I see. So shout out to uh, listener second sis sixty six. Uh, Alyssa messaged us and said that she actually works in a corrections facility. And the prisoners at her work have developed their own sign language where they can communicate to each other in the jail and and the officers don't know what they're saying. So we've got, you know, in Andor, we've got these guys, what's happened on level two? Yeah. What's he saying? Oh, you don't know what he's saying. And so like they really did fry the hundred workers on that shift on level two. And that's what caused the power outage the slight power outage because they needed all that energy to just oh, to fry all those guys all because of one dude that they put, they put back. Yeah. Cause they can't ruin the, the illusion, right? The facade. Yeah. That was too, uh, too wow. on the nose. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so the end of episode 10, we see, you know, they've all jumped out. They've swam in the ocean. Who knows who went where? <laughs> Gosh, I really hope Kino Loy just, got like a life preserver a lifesaver or something um but we see that andor cassie and andor and melshi escape together and they're running (laughs) they had to they had to stay together so we see melshi in rogue one i love that this is now going to be a buddy a buddy movie or a buddy the last two episodes of of melshi and andor trying to just find their way out together escape right yeah do that prison revolt was Awesome. I mean, you knew it was going to happen this episode. Um, they already had the plan. They were planning it in the um, in the nobody's listening episode, right? Of when the elevator goes down. But it was cool to see the water play into it, you know, causing the short. And then, and then, sure, dude. As as soon as all everybody's running up that elevator lift and climbing up, I'm like, grab the grab the blasters, grab. And sure enough, they're grabbing the blasters, and then they're running down. And 
moving all around, deconflicting and, and, uh, that, that Kino message on the intercom to everybody. And Andor was coaching him. Andor, Andor is a leader. Like it's so cool to see he's not intentionally being a leader. He just has that natural leader like effect to influence people. That's what a leader is, is, is an influence, right? Yeah. It's, it's servant leadership, right? Like he's, he's coaching the people on what they need to do so that they're being successful. And so he's helping orchestrate a much bigger picture than what it would outwardly appear that he's got his hands. The, in. the way that he says to Kino Loy, like, he's like, that's it. That's all you've got. Right. And then, and then you see Kino or Andy circus. He just like gives this look of like, he digs even deeper in himself. And then he gives that message to everyone. And then you see all the prisoners start rising up. Yeah. Oh, so good. Now's our chance. Yeah. Now's the revolt. And, uh, do the guards like however many that were in there? They're all hiding and and garbage, complete garbage. I hate guys. That. I can't believe it's already mid-November. We've only got two episodes of Andor left. It's crazy. That means holiday season time, and then bye bye season two. Bad badge. Bad badge. January fourth. We'll see. About it's that. We should get a trailer soon. I think right this month maybe. Open for Thanksgiving. That's the rumor we started on last week's episode. Was it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I call that news <laughs> heard first on the dad batch. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. Um, so I have this question, uh, this question to kind of kick things off. Right. And this is, this is a typical question I get from people DMing me is one, the hobby of making costumes. It just sounds super expensive. And um, I think there's there's some people like all of us here. We have what's called <laughs> adult money, right? Like we 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 we're able to sort of find ways um, to get the things we need to make the things we want. But for those that don't have a lot of money, what would be um, a good place to start? Like if they wanted to get into the Legion, if that was their goal, what do you recommend? Okay, so I always I get this question a lot in real life. I always um, ask folks to uh, start off with something that's like kind of more of a soft quiz, like so, like a tie reserve or an officer or something that you can get. Like that's there's a there's a barrier entry in the legion on getting access to the information to get like armor makers and things. So getting a costume that gets you in, gets you access to the forums, and gets you more familiar, more contacts. You can start meeting people that, that will help you with the more complicated costumes. Um, mm. So like starting with a tie reserve, which is just like the, the jumpsuit, the boots and the hat, the belt. Um, and then you can add to that. You can add the armor and the helmet as a next step and, and go for a full tie pilot and, and go on from there. But then also the, my answer is like you can, you can pay for a costume with money or you can pay for the costume with time. And some people have more of one than the other. So I know people that'll just throw money and they'll just buy everything every time. But then I know oh, people that like yeah. don't have the money, but they've got the time to invest in like the finish work on 3D printing something, which can be done. Like you can print armor that you can wear and it's, it's much cheaper from a materials perspective, but the time that you have to turn around and put into it to make that wearable, if you were to put a dollar amount to your time, you know, for some folks, it could be astronomical, but at the same time, it's if you if you're willing to trade time for money, you can do things on a much tighter budget 
um, it, and you're putting your time into it to finish it. It might take longer, but it's less expensive. So that's fair. Yeah, I think you. I'll, I'll I'll second that because you know I'll agree with everything you said, but also adding to the fact that if you were to join the the legion with you know the most inexpensive costume which would be um a tie reserve or a bridge officer it gets you it gets your foot in the door and then you can pick up a used kit mm-hmm. or a secondhand yeah. kit off of somebody yeah. sure. at a discounted price and then you know you can troop in that you can refurbish it and then you can pass those savings on to the next person when you get rid of that kit and you want to move up to an even better kit right um it's kind of like if you're playing a video game you don't just go into the video game at like level 80 you know full full wizard right you start off level one right so you've you've got to like um it's (laughs) i can't believe we're quoting brian again on this but you know (laughs) being being cool is is hard right so you got to work you got to work your way up um so you don't just start with boba fett that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Which some people do. Start. I mean, if you got the money, <laughs> that was that was my insan- that was my insanity first costume. Um, David Meth yeah. also, yeah. So yeah, work work yeah, your way up. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I think I mean what I hear is is patience also, right? Like if you don't have a lot of money, it's gonna it's nothing. It's not gonna happen fast. I, I think the desire's there, but take your time, right? connect to people that are in the community and then because i was thinking used i was thinking something that's already been approved that hopefully fits right um or it can be you know tailored to kind of you know bring in to fit you but that might be a better way the the thing i would warn about buying something used though is just because it was approvable on or just because it was approved on the original owner doesn't make it instantly approvable for you um, yeah. So I mean, happened to me. I, Is there an I, example I, you can yeah, give? Uh, yeah. I mean, John, do you want to tell us a story? My TK, yeah. Uh, I bought it off someone that had had it for like a decade. So within the time that they were approved till now, the standards had changed. So when I got the kit and I took pictures, they were like, "Oh no, you need to do this. You need to do that." So I had to, like, uh, for example, like the forearm of the of the TK. There was a bit of extra material that kind of popped. It wasn't like flush with the with the detail. It was like it came out a bit. So like that the needs strip. to be yeah. Well, no, not the strip, just around the cuff. They're like that needs to be completely gone. So I had to like literally like you know, like, and I'm like this kit's already approved. Like what do you mean? And they're like nope, it has to be updated. This and that. So I had so to it was modify grandfathered it. for the, for the original owner. Yes, right. exactly. Because okay. he built it when it was approved, you know, whenever. Yeah. And they they will do that. If you make a costume before the new standards come out, you're allowed to keep it. I think, I think folks that make one within a month or so of being approved, they'll give in so many months to fix it, like six months grace period to fix it. There's always these weird little windows of ways. I just had to fix that. And um, I, I think that's it pretty much actually that I had to do, but they were like already giving me a hard time. Like you can't, you won't be approved with the whatever with whatever however it was yeah and a lot of times the secondhand suits that you can buy are available to be bought for the reason because they're not maybe not up to the current standards and that the original owner has since 
upgraded for whatever reason yeah. or whatever. But, okay. Cut so easy mods. And, yeah. Yeah. That's and good answers. Don't, don't be afraid of those B-pool sales. Yeah. Dude, yeah. take advantage of those B-pool sales. That's your best bet. There's some good stuff in there. I mean, you want to be careful. I would say um, maybe bring somebody with you or have somebody help you because if you don't know what you're doing, it can be intimidating. You might think it looks great and then... Just you know, you, you don't want to you don't want to get home, start cutting it, making it like it's gonna like it's gonna be great, and then <laughs> you show up to 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 get this thing approved, and it's not. Yeah, not up to snuff. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's a bad pull or something. But yeah. yeah, but again, you can trade time for money if you know if you're willing to take the time and learn how to fix that and make it wearable and all. Like you could you can do it. You could build a TK for less than a couple hundred bucks if you just do all the bees pulls and do all the work and, mm-hmm. and everything. You know. Yeah, I t- there was some good but stuff there, it, man, at Trooper Bay. Was, he had some. I was kind of shocked that it was still B grade, but yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, thanks. Yeah, I definitely those answers I think are helping a lot of people. Those that listen uh, to the show, so thank you. Um, here's a question for you guys: uh, strengths and weaknesses with building. What would you say your strengths and weaknesses are? <laughs> My weakness is. Uh, trying to fill a seam line. I just don't do that very well for some reason. I can, but I hate it. What do you it. do right now that doesn't quite work, I guess? You know what I mean? Like, what's your what's your method? It's just, okay. it's just annoying. So annoying. Uh, yeah. It's just super annoying. <laughs> what's uh, the materials? Is it is it ABS plastic? Is it... Uh, everything. Is it resin? No. Anything? No. Re- resin or FDM or... Yeah, usually resin. Or like a cast or something like a helmet that needs it, you know. It's just like getting the the smoothness back. I don't know. It's annoying. Uh, so Frozen just came out with the uh, the filler putty. Did you see that? They came out oh, with yeah. it today. I didn't see it's, oh. it's, it, it's a it's a it's a filler. It's a three D resin filler putty. So it's got the consistency of Vaseline. They said. It's got the consistency of Vaseline. You can gloop it on to fill the seams. And then what? <laughs> Not that I think Tech and I are just laughing at each other now. <laughs> you're saying you're, you're going to put Vaseline in the crack and then. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> yes. You, you, fill the, you fill the crack with this, uh, 3D, with this, this uh, 3D resin. And. Uh, and you can smooth it out with your finger. <laughs> this is brutal. Sorry, Tech and I are twelve over here. <laughs> and then you hit it with their. You hit it with the the UV light, and then it. it so it's oh, it's UV. So it's, it's like UV. A, it's basically Brian's thing, but just thicker. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's interesting we, though, because most of the things that we use are like made for car. You know, yeah, fixing. Yeah. Uh, you know, body shaping of car parts or whatnot. whatnot. Um, so, well, because so uh, much of this hobby has its roots in like fiberglass and stuff. So we're still using those products. John, have you ever used Evercoat? Like I've had great yeah. success with the Yeah, I have Evercoat. That's all I, I use. For I, I have a gallon of it. Not a gallon. I have a... A lot of it. A bucket. Yeah, freaking like a paint can of it. Yeah, I use it often. I, I use that to build my clones. I've used that for a lot of stuff. I've used that on my, my Hunter helmet when I had to fix that crazy dent it had, you know? All that, yeah. I, I I I use it a lot, but it's just a 
I, I sometimes I use that. Sometimes I use the red stuff. Sometimes I, I use filler primer with you know whatever or a combination of all three or two or one. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just whatever's handy, whatever's available. I think for me, it's um, definitely the top thing that I not great at is sewing. Like I, I'm, I'm getting better. Oh, dude! But yeah, I suck dude, it's sewing. so gross. Like it's, it's bad. I just need to, I need to sew more. I need to, uh, I just need to. The, the hard part for me though is, is I don't want to just sew for the sake of sewing. Like I want to have, I want to have something that I want to make, right? And and it's not like I want to learn the skill, but I want to make the thing, and therefore I will learn the skill. That's kind of where I'm at. I think my strength is like coming up with the ideas to do cool stuff. Like for instance, when I was building the the wrecker, nobody asked me to make a light up uh, vibro knife. I was just like, "Oh, this is so cool! It lights up in the show. It if I really wanted it to look cool, it should light up in person." I didn't know how to make that happen, but I had that cool idea, and hmm. then I used my resource over here. This guy. <laughs> As Steven reaches off of one camera and onto the other. <laughs> we modeled a whole vibroblade and yeah. That was designed around the electronics that we knew we were gonna yeah. do. It. Um and then I think my weakness is just finishing projects. <laughs> like I've said before, I've got like closets full of eighty percent completed costumes and I just never hit that finish line. Is, is there a theme to that though? Like, or is it just each costume has its own story and, and like, Oh, well this one, you know, the parts are hard or whatever, or in this one, or is it just like motivation? That's kind of a common theme or, um, cause life also, I mean, basically dictates our time and sometimes you just can't finish things. Honestly, it's, it's the fact that I'm, I'm like currently building a kit and then I get to that 80% and then there's something else cooler that comes yeah. out. <laughs> and that just that just takes my attention away because every three days in our group chat we come up with something else that we're going to do that's yeah. totally unrelated to what it was before <laughs> i mean i don't have that problem i watch you guys and you guys are churning and burning john you're between you and Ramy, like you two guys are just kind of i think i think steven you have ideas but these two guys are building like every second of the day you guys are building. yeah well now and now we're yeah and we're also like three deep on costume ideas that we don't have done yet <laughs> Because we have a, a chat on so, our own, we're like, "Hey, do do you do you want to do this with me? Like, we have this idea. <laughs> I have this idea, and I need you know the yeah. person that's my height or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the height. Let's do it." You know, and we picked it. Like, so we're gonna. So we, I think we've talked about it already, but uh, Ramy and I are gonna be the doing DJs. the the, da- the Daft Punk, uh, Daft Punk. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited yeah. about that one. And um, that was just totally spontaneous. So for me, for me, the thing that I, my my strength, I guess, is just I'm I'm not. I'm not afraid to uh, to just tackle anything that I don't know how to do. I so I might have to fail and come back to it. But I my weakness. I, so I I think I do a decent job covering it up. I don't do good with like super detailed like painting, finishing kind of stuff. My hands are not surgeons' hands. I shake actually pretty good. Um, so I, when it comes to like doing really fine detailed painting or anything that I've got to like I get in there and do something super fine. I, I'm not typically successful with that. So, uh, the, this is an easy one. Uh, when is it too early to put up the holiday decorations? Dad batchers hmm. too early. When Never, is it too I early? I, I guess during Halloween. Cause after Halloween, you can just rock the decorations. Is that when the tree goes up? Is it right after Halloween I mean, or is it after Thanksgiving? I when when is it yet, too early? But- 
teach her. I don't know, we just leave it up twenty. We leave it up all year round here. <laughs> <laughs> we we did that one year too. It's just like oh, everything is. You still did, up. yeah, yeah. For so one year, looks like he does it. That's my wife's dream: is to keep the holiday decorations up all just year. Just leave but it. I'm like, no, January second, all comes down. Oh wow! That's and she's like, but, yeah. <laughs> we always yeah. end up getting our tree too early and then it's because my wife always wants a real one um and so it, and then it's dead and so there's there's honestly <laughs> been years where, where we have a tree and put it up like right after thanksgiving and then it just didn't make it and we literally went and got another tree and did it again um but then what's funny is like we're always in such a hurry to get it up and then the day after christmas she tears everything down like i'm like can we wait till can news? we enjoy but, it I guess not. So it's got to be down on the 25th. I thought you're supposed to wait until what? The day day, 12 days after 12 days after Christmas. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Two weeks. Uh, Yeah. She she takes it down literally the day. It's like, but for her boxing day is boxing all the Christmas decorations. Uh, uh, Boxing day. But it's not because she's not like, doesn't actually celebrate boxing day. I'm just, (laughs) that's the day she (laughs) starts putting everything away. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all I got. <laughs> well, guys, I think that pretty much does it for episode 15. Thank you for listening to us. If you like what we do, give us a good review on your podcast app. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at dad batch pod yes that's right we are at dad batch pod on youtube you can email us questions at dadbatchpod at gmail.com you can follow me stevie.cakes on instagram sometimes twitter john where can people find you at alpha ignition on the socials joe where can people find you at tech.badbatch Nice. And Ramy, where can people find you? TheDadBatch.com. Excellent. Thank you again for listening to the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 16. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Ay, ay, ay.